was it good? Hello, hello, and welcome to Was It Good? The finale, the end of Star Wars Rebels has come. I would like to start with a quote. When gone am I, the last of the Jedi, will you be? The Force runs strong in your family. Pass on what you have learned. Oh my. Yes. Groundbreaking. (laughs) I did not come up with that. Master Yoda did in episode... Six. 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 Episode six. Wow. I wanted to start with that quote because, well, actually, Arjuna. We talking about what? So today on Was It Good, we're talking about the Star Wars Rebels uh, series finale, the season four finale. Uh, so we're talking about that those final two episodes. I think we're also going to talk about really the back end of season four as a whole as uh, we watched Three, you know, we watched five episodes since the last episode of Was It Good, essentially, and probably Star Wars Rebels as a whole. That's well, what we're talking about. And once again, this is Ravi, and I'm joined by my two loving brothers, Krishina and Artuna. Wow. Or Krishna and Arjuna, for short. <laughs> I don't think they're sh- shorter. Or as as a good friend of ours once said, Arjunior. Arjunior. Mm-hmm. Actually, real That's quick, real speaking thing. about names, somebody came up with a really cool uh, nickname thing for me, and I'm kind of, I want to bring it up in this show because you're both my brothers, mm-hmm. and you've never come up with this. So, my name, Ravi, is short for Ravindra. Correct. Mm-hmm. And somebody came said to me, oh, Ravindra, Ravindra the Ninja. Ravindra the Ninja. Why is it you two never came up with that? Because That's we dumb. don't like <laughs> names You're that just compliment just... you. We like names that bring you down. To our level. Like ravioli. Anyway. <laughs> or Rafi. Anyway, if anybody writes to the show and calls me ravioli, you're bad for life. Anyway, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels, the show. Let's just, right off the bat, Krishna, Arjuna, what, how, what did you think? Unbelievable. <laughs> In a good way. In a good I way. loved it. I thought it was a, uh, a perfect send-off. Um, I think it really rode the momentum that it the show had captured uh, in this, basically the whole season, but especially the, the second half. Those last seven. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I, can't, I can't fault it at all. I, it had everything. I, I felt something, you know? Um, and for a kid show, only a few kid shows has been able to do that for me. Um, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Mm. Uh, Korra, <coughs> also. The Last Airbender. Or, yeah, or Korra. I can't remember the, le- the subtitle of that show. The Legend show. of Korra. The Legend of Korra, thank you. Um, you know, and a couple other ones here and there. Attack on Titan? Yeah, definitely. I don't yeah, think Attack on a Titan few, is a kid show. It's definitely not. Um, <laughs> oh, weird. But, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it really wrapped up. I'm sure we'll get into specifics definitely, in a little definitely. bit. But Arjuna, I, I your, your initial, like, the end, of the, the end of season four, what was going through your head? Well, I mean, so, for me personally, the episodes three and four of the back end of of season four, I was a little disappointed with because of the major ramifications of, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched any of <laughs> the back half of Rebels season four, but Star Wars just introduced time travel, uh, by the way. 
And uh, I was really upset about that. So I was going into the finale a little peeved. <laughs> I, I, I actually did like... I, I the Besides the time travel, those final seven episodes, I really liked. And I, I kind of echo what Christian says. Uh, and just to take it one step further, I can't really think of another way you would have ended the show. It, it just it felt like the most complete and right way to end it. And... There's a lot of lingering threads, obviously, but I'm not one of those fans that, you know, everything's got to be wrapped up in a neat bow. Because this is Star Wars, and it's a big universe, and nothing's ever going to be rarely wrapped up. And I think, like any good finale, it closes the door on some things, and it opens the door on a lot of other things. And so I'm excited to see the post-Rebels future. And, you know, I'm glad we're able to go on that four-year, four-season adventure with the Ghost Crew. Uh, real quick on the time travel part, <clears throat> like Arjun did say, time travel was introduced. It is now official canon or Disney's Disney ruin Star everything. Wars, which Disney Star Wars canon. That happened a long time ago. I do want to point out though that time travel was introduced in the expanded universe a couple times. Yeah, they didn't have to. So canon. Though. <laughs> so so to, to I'm just saying, Arjun, to a true Star Wars, to a true Star Wars fan, yeah, time travel's already been there. That was my nerd voice. Yeah, we kind of broke up. We anyway, uh, me personally, because nobody asked, I'll just ask myself. <laughs> Robin, yeah, what, what did, did you what think? did you think of the, the finale? <clears throat> In terms of the actual finale, I think they did a really good job. Overall, um, it was definitely a tearjerker. Uh, I want to get into the specifics of what happened. Well, I have a, a quick question for you. Sure. Me. What did you think of the CGI? The whole show is CGI, so it's wonderful. It's better than Black Panther. You like the CGI in Black Panther. Except that one casino scene where... Um, he leaps onto the thing? Yeah. Well, it's practical effects. Anyway. Well, I didn't like when uh, Sabine lit Ezra's lightsaber. It just felt like they rushed the CG there. <laughs> like, it was the finale, so we're like, whatever. So a little pixels coming? I saw... You know, it, just, it seemed too quick for me. So <laughs> in the very last moments, um, Ezra, Ezra's control of the Force just kind of, you know, his powers double. I was like, like exponentially. Did you, like, did you see what I did there? His powers double. No, episode episode three. Yeah, yeah. when Anakin, Anakin faces off Dooku. against Dooku, yeah. and he's like, ground. "Dooku, my power has doubled." Then he beheads him. Savagely. He behead. Yes. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> like Ezra's use of the Force just goes crazy. He's on the uh, Thrawn Star Destroyer. He calls the um, hyper space jumpy whales. <laughs> they take the ship That's and they so just lame. blast off into unknown space. Um, the interesting thing with these whales, they have the ability to jump into hyperspace. And they're force sensitive. But because right? they're whales and because they're not computers, they don't know where they jump to. Um, everyone assumes that Ezra's kind of dead, but uh, it's revealed at the very, very uh, end of this the season, um, Sabine, five years later, kind of gives us a recap of what's happened. And finally realizes that uh, Ezra wants her, it looks like, to go and find him in some unknown regions of space. So I want to start specifically, where do you guys think Ezra is? Mm. Good question. Outer Rim. Outer Rim? Okay. Yeah, I, would, I would say probably unknown regions. Unknown regions. The reason, the reason I say that uh, is a significant part of what you just said mm-hmm. is that Thawne went with him. 
Right. Thrawn was on the bridge um, of his own Star Destroyer. <laughs> as they what blasted a loser. Off, as they blasted into space. He didn't die. It was just a temporary setback, guys. He <laughs> Five said, years it, of his life. He just, said, he, just, he just said temporary setback. That's true. <laughs> that, that is true. But uh, Thrawn, I think that's significant because Thrawn is from the unknown regions of space. Right. Snoke is from the unknown regions of space. Uh, I, I think that is a very logical place and, for Star Wars to right. go explore. And and it's a thing that if you have been following Star Wars extra media, right? So these TV shows, the video games, a lot of things keep po- pointing out to these unknown regions, right? And the the much maligned Star Wars Battlefront Two campaign player game, the campaign ends with the daughter of the main character you play going to the unknown regions to look for allies. Wait, wait. The daughter of the main character? Yes. The girl? Oh, that's right. You didn't play. So uh, yeah. the, I deleted before it the last, last night. the last Jedi came out, they released um, one mission. It was like three. Yeah, it was, it was, one mission it was, campaign it was a mission campaign. Uh, and it's the daughter you play as. It's um, These are the events just before episode seven or... After episode seven, no, around it, that it's, period. Yeah, it's it's like a day before. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. And essentially, you're tasked with going to the unknown regions to get allies for the resistance. Oh, Ezra. So Potent- I mean, well, well we I don't mean, know. We potentially. Don't know. But it just, I think it's interesting. You know, Disney, we've seen with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has a, a long term plan. And I think with Disney, they have a long-term plan. And I think they are leaving some breadcrumbs of a, an overarching story that they want to tell between their mediums. So I think there's a lot of things that are in the unknown regions, which is huge, obviously. But it, it's just interesting to me that Snoke's from there. Ezra slash Ron are potentially there. The allies that will potentially show up in Episode Nine for the Resistance are in the unknown regions. I just want to point out... Interesting. Uh, it could... It, 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 you make it sound like they have a plan. I think they... It's broad strokes. They put it's it, broad strokes. They put it... They say unknown regions, so they can do whatever they want. Right. It, it, they could literally introduce the defenders do into you the think, universe. Do you it's, think there's a, a board somewhere and it says, in quotes, the plan, and it's just a giant question mark? Yes. A well, giant question mark, and it's like... And then, but then underneath it, it's like this really complicated map. So you have, like, Ezra with a line to, like, Thrawn, but then you have, like, you know... Uh, Emperor Palpatine over I, here. I think it's this. I the think Yaza it's Vaughn, Vaughn from the expanded universe over here. I think. I think you have to remember, like Star Wars, like Marvel has become so unruly in yeah. terms of you know you have all these different mediums that have to follow the same continuity. That it's basically, it's it's a board. I feel like that you have characters and and things that are like okay, they're in the unknown region, so now I can play with this tool that I have in this play box. Kind of similar to like with Rogue One with um, what's his face from Clone Wars, uh, Saw Gerrera. Oh, Saw Gerrera! Right, we're all just like, what's that guy? Where, where is he going? Oh, with this? You have you have these these players from different mediums that you can play with and stuff. So Thrawn is essentially available, right, to use in Episode Nine if. JJ wanted to go there, or Ezra. And you heard theory. it here first. Thrawn is available. He's a blue, <laughs> blue alien. He likes um, ruling. He likes you know, one upping his enemy. Right. I I, 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 feel like, I feel like I feel like he probably won't appear in episode well, nine. No. Well, no, but you no. also have to remember we have an, a new trilogy coming out from yep. uh, Rain Rain Johnson. We have. Another trilogy coming out from the creators of the Westworld. Uh, that's or another Star Wars story coming from the creators of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. 
Uh, Westworld, same thing. So <laughs> it's the same you, universe. You have you have these broad these these stories and these characters that could potentially be involved again. You have a live action TV show coming up. You have another animated show coming up. So there are a lot of different things to play with. And that the live action brings us to our little fun area we like to call Red Time. Oh no, the other one. Yes, this is mine. Star Krishna? Wars, Disney. As Arjuna has just eloquently said, you have gotten too big and too unruly for your own fucking good. Okay, listen. Whatever happened to telling a complete story and being done with it? No, no, no. More is more is more is more. I'll tell you when it happened. When episode one was announced. That's yeah. What yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. But even even that, right? Even episode one, two, and three, that was the story of Vader. Complete story. Done. Mm. Now it's becoming it's becoming like the Marvel, you know, the Marvel superhero stuff. The superhero stuff I can get behind because comic books are like that. Star Wars is They're sprawling. Well, yeah, right? exactly. They are supposed to go on forever and they're supposed to be like these mindless movies that you go see. Star Wars is going to become that very quickly, I think. Well, I mean, to jump on the, your your fuck off bandwagon, I mean Han Solo is a great example of this. Yes, we know the story of Han Solo. Yet they're doing a film. They're rebranding stormtroopers. It comes down to like Star Wars. Toys. Yes, it has interesting interesting ideas, but it comes down to the merchandise, right? Actually, you should share this. Uh, when we were actually all just on vacation recently, and one of the nights you watched, uh, it was on Netflix. The toys, the toys that made us. Yeah. And I, I wasn't able to watch it, but I heard some of it. It just sounded interesting in terms of how the toy industry really drove Star, Star Wars, Wars and how yeah. it continues to. Yep. Uh, the company was Kenner back in 1977. Uh, Lucasfilm was about to release A New Hope. Kenner was tasked, was one of the only companies willing to go from concept to production in six months to tie into the release of the film. I feel like that would never happen and today. <laughs> most likely, uh, in some cases, there have been... Situations, yeah, with Star Wars, with uh, companies have done that, but Lucas at the time knew that his movie, in order to kind of really drive it in, um, back then in the seventies uh, and sixties and so forth, you didn't usually have um, movie toys. Hmm. It was usually uh, for comics and for television shows because the idea was, I'm seeing this thing weekly. So as a child, I'm going to remember it better. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was one of the first films to really go movie, toy. And that is what drives and still drives, or drove and still drives, Star Wars and the fans and, and, well, and, and all of that. Back to my fuck off part. Sorry. I think it's actually just corporate greed that drives the whole thing. The, the end game for this, they can dress it up as much as they want. That we're trying to tell a story in this rich universe that the creator George Lucas has created for the world. Blah, blah, blah. No. It's about a bunch of people at the top who are greedy people and they just want to keep making money forever there is no end game for this mm. by the time we get to the end which has no end it, it looks like it's not going to be star wars anymore well well here's the thing right and uh black panther's been a huge success for disney obviously it's also just passed surpassed the one billion dollar mark Woo-hoo. disney at this point feels like every single blockbuster they make should hit a billion yeah and they're willing to put that money in and they're going to recycle those same Star Wars ideas. So we're going to get more remakes of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and all of that because they know it's going to make money. And until it doesn't, there's no reason to change that. And this- like going back to the Han Solo movie, here's my question to you guys. How long until we hear about Han Solo 2? 
Well, it depends, on, it depends, it depends <laughs> on how the first one does. And I actually have a sinking feeling. Not a sinking feeling, a great feeling that the first one's not going to do very well. I think it's going to make a billion dollars. I, I don't... And I, and I, and wait, 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 wait. It, it how, might, how, how, but how, I don't think it will. Are we willing to do either a slap or a spray tan bet? I'm not doing a spray tan bet. You still owe me a spray no, tan bet. No, I don't. Yes, I, don't do. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, slap bet? Yeah, we could do a slap bet. I'm down for a slap bet. You get to slap each other. Yeah. Really? No, so you, I, wait, are Judith? Are Judith? No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get slapped. Judith's a non-violent. Fine, person. fine, fine, fine. Uh, fine. But no, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, right? That the Disney clearly knows how to market movies. They know how to obviously elevate great movies, and they know how to elevate crappy movies. Disney has become money. the evil empire. So, oh, you, absolutely. So you think about um the Pixar movies, right? They de- they uh they depict like these corporations, like B and L and stuff like that. That infiltrate every aspect of people's lives, from advertising to entertainment to your food. You know, uh, I watched Wally on the plane, and it was a great reminder of you know Pixar's depiction of this, which isn't a Disney company, by the way. Correct. That's the most ironic part. <laughs> Disney is becoming that. Disney is now infiltrating every aspect of Western culture. I'm sorry, the world culture. Well, because it's all over the world now. Well, quick tangent, since Disney officially bought. The majority stake in Pixar in I believe oh seven oh eight. Mm-hmm. If you look at Pixar's history since then, they've made more sequels than originals. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just it's just getting to a point where, at least for me personally, I'm getting very turned off by what Disney is doing. And the last draw, the last draw, for me was when Ravi said today told me that they're making a Star Wars live action television show i'm out i'm not watching that and that was our Uh, for those listening if you would like to give krishner a new fuck off segment please comment at twitter on twitter at was it good underscore yes moving on and driving this back into everyone's favorite television series because i think even after krishna's tangent krishner you still enjoyed this this show this series absolutely Um, absolutely this was a very, I think, important series because it does show that even though corporate greed is there <laughs> and it is strong, it is violently strong, they can still come up with characters and stories that Compelling we care stuff. about. Yeah. Um, the other big thing I want to talk about, and this brings us to everyone's favorite, favorite section. Red time. Uh, Wait, you said both of those were their favorites. So which one's the true favorite? Well, here's the thing: Don't, he can't no, be wrong. He yeah, can't yeah. be wrong. This is false. This is false news. <laughs> it's fake news. Don't, I'm ready. <laughs> Hashtag false news. <laughs> it's a bad tacos exclusive. Um, I, I'd like to start off with the, the the crazy rant, and I'd like to to drive it specifically with wild and crazy theories. Um, specifically, I want to start with Ahsoka Tano. Tanu. Tanu. <laughs> so it is now canon that she is alive and she survived the end of episode six. Now, surprise, in the last surprise. moments of the season four finale, we see her. Uh, she has aged roughly five years, it looks like, and she's wearing a white robe and she has a staff with it a circle at the top. Looks like Gandalf the White Staff. Yes. So here's my crazy theory <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, same universe, Lord of the Stars, or Star Rings. Coming to you. They both sound legit. They, they really do. Um, where where do we think she's been for the last five years? And also, where do we think? So I, originally, I thought personally, I thought, okay, she actually 
um, hasn't been around for the five years. She actually just got back because of the whole beautiful time travel thing. That was my theory. And then Dave Filoni spoke to uh, the folks over at <laughs> io9, um, and they had a little chat. And Dave basically kind of confirmed in his weird way uh, no, she did not just get dropped back. She has been on a journey, and everything about that moment, how she's looking, how she's standing, her jawline, everything he says is actually very, very important. And he won't go on and tell any more detail beyond that, but he says it's important, and you will know that story one day. The sweat beads oh on her forehead. <laughs> right. No, like he said, everything was very important about it. My general looking at that, I think temple guard and i think jedi guard and guarding of the jedi um earlier in the episode we're in thrawn's office and we see a temple guard uh, helmet dave and his team are known for dropping little dave uh, <laughs> eggs and things throughout the episodes so i'm wondering what has she been doing who has she been talking to and so forth well i, I think to take it one step further uh, not a Jedi guard, but a Force guard. Because she, I mean, her journey very much through the end of Clone Wars and through Rebels is she's no longer a Jedi. She is a Force. Jedi. She's, she does not, remember, the Jedi kind of abandoned her and she she could see, remember, at that young age that the Jedi Order had kind of gone awry. And so she, I mean, that's why she has the white sabers. She was very much the balance of the Force. That's why she told Ezra the balance of the force you can't just save Kanan mm -hmm. uh, in time travel you have to you must you must keep that balance in check so i think not i think not necessarily a jedi guard but a a protector of the force and what the force is and we talked about this on this show and in real life in fake life and in <laughs> vr and in ar <laughs> and in and in everything but how star wars is trying to make that shift between it being beyond just Jedi, Sith, uh, you know, good, evil, more of this middle force user and kind of exploring that. And Rebels did that with, you know, the Bentu and with Ahsoka, with Darth Maul in some respects, too, uh, of this just beyond the light side, dark side, you know, go, I'm good, you're evil. It, it's that simple. So I, I do think... That story is about that. And that would explain why she didn't necessarily jump in for... For the Battle of Endor. For the Battle of Endor yeah, and that original and trilogy and everything like that. She's been busy yeah. in a bigger purpose. Mm. Um, that's my theory. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I completely 100% agree. I don't, I don't think um, there's really too much to add to that for me. Well, that was the biggest letdown ever. Well, I mean, because I think <laughs> we discussed them. We kind of all came to that the conclusion. Same conclusion. Like, Christian. even if she's not on a mission, I think this is before I heard that my, that piece about Dave Filoni. My idea was that if she is supposed to represent this, uh, you know, uh, if she's looking like a Jedi Temple Guard, mm -hmm. the Jedi Temple Guards, their job was to protect the Jedi, right? So... That doesn't mean go and wage war. That means literally protect the Jedi. Now, if we know Ahsoka, like Arjuna said, is beyond the Jedi, she's simply been protecting the Force. That doesn't mean go and fight the Battle of Endor. That doesn't mean necessarily Battle of Hoth and you know go save Luke and that kind of thing. She's been doing something a little bit, maybe maybe related, right? Maybe 
you know, she's been, maybe she's been doing something related to that behind the scenes. That would make sense. Because before before she died uh, facing Vader, she was part of the Rebel Alliance. You know, yeah, she, she was, was helping out um, that's, that's Hera and, and feeding her she was, information. She was Fulcrum. Yes, right? yes, correct. Yep. She so, was, yeah, original Fulcrum. So you feel like since she came back, right, with the, with the time travel uh, and everything, that she something has changed within her, obviously. Well, from, remember, the big thing is she, it was revealed to her. She finally, in those last moments before she, you know, air quotes, died, that uh, her old master had become Vader. Yes. Um, and I think that, once again, that ties back into maybe what she's been doing, being the guardian of the Force, seeing how the Force and everything, or Vader has corrupted the Force around him and, and, and all that fun stuff, it is very possible that she's been out, you know, stopping Palpatine and Vader grabbing objects. Because during, you know, the Empire's campaign, it is known that Palpatine Sidious was on this kind of religious nut hunt, if you will, for uh, artifacts and objects. And we see that actually on Lethal, um, where we're introduced to the time force travel thing. The Power Rangers time force? That was a great series. Time, time, time force. Get out. Just time Both force. of you. Really? Uh, that was my favorite. Quick, quick side note that you pointed out, I think, when the finale happened. In about a two, three-hour span, Ahsoka faces off against Darth Maul, Darth Vader, and Palpatine. What a rough day. <laughs> and lives. And, and lives. lives. Yeah. She, she, she might be the greatest I, I force user I, ever. Can we get a t-shirt made? So there is already she a t-shirt that, that says uh, she she lives. But like, you know, but, reversing all uh, three. Exactly. Like, I face Darth Vader, or Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious. I lived. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But did she face General Grievous? No, because he's dead. Did but she, she face did once. Did she face yeah. the most powerful evil Guy in the unit in the galaxy, General Hux. No, she because she's faced off against Dooku before too, right? Yes, yeah, she has. She really only needs to face off against Kylo Ren to have faced like every single greatest threat in any of the Star Wars movies. So is she the ultimate? Is well, she, she and Snoke as well. She would have had to have fought Snoke at some no, point. Snoke doesn't use a lightsaber. Doesn't he just he's very better. powerful with the Force. Palpatine doesn't really. <clears throat> well, he use tec- yeah technically. Mechanically, he loses his lightsaber at the end of episode three. You never see him with a lightsaber again. He doesn't need it. He's got that lightning and the force. So when he faces off against Yoda. Jumping back to the wild theories, a long time ago, in, a couple of years ago actually, when episode seven rolled around and Snoke was introduced, a lot of theories came out as, you know, who the hell is Snoke? We now know. He's Thrawn. <laughs> Ezra goes to the unknown regions of space, supposedly. It is possible because between. The events of Lethal and between the time that the First Order rises to power, something in the outer whatever calls them and builds up this empire. It still could be Ezra. I'm just saying. I, I, he looks a little older than Ezra could be, though. The Force corrupts. I corrupts. Know, but, like, it, it's still too... I think it's too much of a... Of a, of a jump. It's or a, a leap thing. of... So yeah, wait, do yeah. you think it's Thrawn? Because Thrawn is a uh, an amazing tactitioner. And they're British. And they're that, British. That, 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 that I don't think be. so because... Thrawn doesn't have So it's not blue? Oh. That's, that's bluish. I, I think they could be related, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they cross paths in this 
unknown regions of space. How big is the unknown regions? I of can space? imagine. It's so Thra- big, Thrawn imagine. ship is just floating out there, and then Snoke ship is just floating, and Thrawn's like, "Hi." Snoke's like, "Hi." So, so I mean, I mean, going into the theory prospect, what do we think? Let's you know, let's say they jumped into the unknown regions, and you know, Ezra, because we're assuming they're alive, right? Which they probably are, but we're still we don't know that definitively because mm-hmm. again. If they hyperspaced and we go off the law of physics, right? The 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 windows was were crushed and they went through hyperspace, so they they should have died immediately, in theory, right? Oh yeah, right. But don't star destroyers have this safety feature yeah, called but, force fields? But we don't know if those are disabled from the damage they've taken from the whales. We need uh, to get a star destroyer expert on the show to <laughs> overanalyze this one fact. But so let's assume let's assume they're alive and they're in space. How do we think it goes down with Ezra and Thrawn in space? Do they continue to fight? Oh, no, perfect. No, no. no. They sit down, and they're like, hey, man, why are we doing this? Why can't we be friends? No. Thrawn, Thrawn, is, a, uh, Thrawn is a survivor. Like, I, I haven't finished the book yet, um, the Thrawn book. I feel like you've been reading Thrawn. this for, for a while now. Yeah, yeah. You're a slow I should, reader. I should have huh? brought it to Hawaii. I would have got a lot of reading done. But um, he uh, so he's a survivor. Uh Interesting tidbit about uh, Thrawn when we first meet him is that he's exiled by his own people uh, from his home planet in the oh, uh, unknown regions. Basically, he... Uh, I haven't gone to the details of it yet, but it sounds like he was trying to protect his people from a threat and his people um, didn't like his sort of extremist ways and his uh, preemptive way of thinking of striking out, you know, before a threat is actually attacked. And so he is exiled. Um, but he, at least in the beginning, he uh, chooses to ally himself with Palpatine in order to get help to save his people, ultimately. Was he part of the Republic in the prequel trilogy, or did he come on between episodes three and four? Uh, this is after Vader's already around, so it's after episode three. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... Uh, can I give you a spoiler for the book? Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah. Um, Snape kills Dumbledore? No. No. There's a, a part in the book where he brings up to Palpatine. Um, he So Palpatine, we find out in a couple of the, the various new novels that have come out and some of the comics that Palpatine is aware of something in the unknown regions of space that's calling. Uh, Thrawn also becomes aware of something. So I truly believe that Thrawn being out in the unknown regions of space, he's a military guy. He seems to like war. I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of First Order Thrawn kind of, hey, I've now got my own new Star Destroyer and I wear black. All right, here's my question. Let's let's take this theory one step further. further. Thrawn is appearing in Episode 9. It's been announced. Okay. Who should play Thrawn? Oh, that's actually a good. Uh, good no, question. no, no. Do um, who should play Thrawn? So, do you guys know who does his voice right now? No, it's Mad Mickelson's uh, brother. Oh. oh, oh, Happy Mickelson. Happy Mickelson. <laughs> I think it should be either Mads or or his brother. They can't have Mads play another character. In Star just dress him with blue ink. Wait, who does Mads play? He's a uh, he's a uh, Jin's, Jin's father. Oh, in, that's uh, right. What have you in the second most forgettable Star Wars behind the animated Clone Wars movie? 
fine. Real quick, when people came out, like, where Last Jedi came out, and the same thing when, like, Rogue One came out, and everyone's on, like, Facebook and Twitter bashing it, like, the worst Star Wars ever, I would keep saying, um, did you ever hear of the animated Clone Wars That is, movie? that is canon. It is the worst Star Wars I've film ever. I've never seen ever. by far. No, it it's is It's funny, because Clone, the Clone Wars TV show is really good, right? And the movie's really bad. Interesting. Like, take the worst episode you can think of Clone Wars... And multiply that by about five. Hmm. That's how bad it is. Wow. The movie is about Jabba the Hutt's son and them saving it. That's what the movie's about. You mean him? No, Jabba the Hutt's son. Yeah, you said saving it. No, it. <laughs> it's a slug. The Hutts are just giant mutated it's slugs. Not a slug, they it's are a people. Slut. <laughs> they are people. No, they're okay. slugs. Huts are people, not food. Wait, uh, I forget how the quote goes. Never mind. Remember when they killed Jabba and Boba Fett in one fell swoop? You mean episode six? (laughs) (laughs) Episode six? Those bastards. Is Boba dead? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because he's the most pointless character in all of Star Wars. He's the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. I'm sorry. He's the second most pointless character behind uh, Phasma. Phasma. (laughs) No, Phasma's the number one most pointless character. They were like, how do we make a more pointless character than Boba Fett? Let's get Phasma. What about Rose? She's uh, a pretty pointless character. No, no, no. She actually, she actually serves narrative purpose. Phasma serves absolutely no purpose. Yeah, just That'll cool be. fight sequences. Yeah, yeah, just uh, cool except armor. that episode eight fight sequence was not cool at all. <laughs> no, it was like two swings at the bat, and then she was dead. Effective, very effective, very very effective. So uh, where do we go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where do we go, Mister? I think I think we've kind of I think we've kind of done this one in. Um, Nice short show, short show. Um, the, the, the one thing I do want to ask, though, for, for those listening, everyone knows that Dave Filoni has already said he is working on a new animated series. There are rumors trickling around that a couple people have already seen, heard about it. We haven't heard anything official just yet. What do you guys... I have two questions. What time period? Hmm. And primarily, what do you think it's going to be about? Is this a what we want or what we think it's going to be? What you think, based on corporate greed. I think it would make sense to me that they kind of follow Sabine and Ahsoka. That's been the one constant in Dave Filoni's animated shows. He loves Ahsoka. So why, exactly, so why, you know, why why deviate from that? Mm. You know, you have have an established character, a much beloved character. You know, why not keep going with it? Um, and, and that's let's be honest. I th- that's that's what should happen. And I think that's what everyone wants to happen. Anyone who's watched the show, you naturally want to find out where they're going and you know uh, what happened to Ezra. Do you guys think we'll ever see a, an Ahsoka movie? No, no. You don't think she's beloved enough to have a live action movie? Well, actually, I take that back. Disney is greedy enough where yes, she can have her own. Movie. In fact, she can have her own like trilogy. I think one of the most interesting parts Killed of the documentary me. you were watching is they made the insinuation that the reason Disney bought Star Wars and it came back was because of the Clone Wars show. Because it reignited interest in the show, it reignited intre- interest in toy sales, which brought the show, mm-hmm. which brought the movies back, right? It was, yeah. it was, TV, right, it was right. TV leading the movies back, which is why I think an Ahsoka movie could happen. I personally hope Filoni does something a little different. I, I hope I hope we go to a different time a, a different time period that hasn't been 
discovered. I would love to see a, old Republic. A, an old Republic TV show mm. or something in the, the very far future. I, 25 I have million a, years. I have a feeling that they won't do far future because then things have to become, things could get spoiled that have happened in the past. Uh, kind of like how Marvel works in the set, you know, the present. I feel like Star Wars is now working within the Star Wars present and mm. then you can't really go. Yeah, between episodes one and seven. Or eight. eight, technically eight, eight right? Yeah. I I personally think we could hit everything that we want. I think we should do ten years after the Battle of Endor. I think that's a nice sweet spot because you've got Ben Solo running around the galaxy. You've got Luke Ugh. starting up his academy. Oh, we can already have whatever happens with Ezra done because let's be honest here. If it is just going and fighting Ezra, then we kind of know what the end point is and. That's kind of boring. How I met your Ezra. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I love it. Bring John uh, so, Radner back. Isn't that crappy? So I think if we, if we jump 10 years in the future, have that story already done, and then through narrative we kind of figure out what happened, that's a little bit more interesting. It also gives us the ability to get more or a better understanding of what's going on in the unknown region of space with the First Order. How is it a entire galaxy can let a new army rise? Are you that stupid? The space is big. I also space is stupid. real big. It's, well, it's hard. I, the Republic deserve what they that, got. That probably wow. makes the most sense in terms of a show, because that's what Rebels was, right? The, that time period between three and four and bridging the gap. Uh, and, you know, a TV show would make sense between six and seven, whether that be the live-action show or a new animated show. I almost think that the Ahsoka Sabine finding Ezra would make a better movie. A buddy cop movie. Almost. Because, you, like you said, you know what the end game is. Movies are very good for a streamlined series of events that has a clear beginning, middle, and end. You could easily make that into a movie. And I almost thought with these last seven episodes of Rebels, like, this would make a great movie. Yep. Like, it was, it was so cinematic. And it had this clear, like, you could almost start, right, with this rebel group and the beginning of the movie is them losing their master and their way and then they're kind of stuck on this planet and and that whole, it was this, it was a whole complete arc where you could almost jump in mm-hmm. at that mid-season premiere not knowing anything and you would not be lost. Obviously, having the three and a half seasons <laughs> worth of backstory, backstory and character yeah. development, you know, gave you that much more Makes emotional connection. Yeah. Oh, but sorry. Also, if we do the ten year piece, we can also see what's going on with um, Harris Kid, Mister Ben, um, Jason, Jason. Sorry, Jason. We, Jason. Should, we haven't even talked. We haven't about talked that. about that thing. Krishna, you were very passionate about this. He yelled at us. He, Mom, yeah. he yelled at us. I about yelled this. at you because I was slightly intoxicated. Fuck off. Well, it's not, this is not really a fuck off, except that Jason Sindula has to be a Force user. He has to be. You know why? Because Jason's a very important name in the Star Wars universe. Who is Jason? Jason in the expanded universe, his last name, Solo. And he is he has a twin sister, Jaina Solo. They are the two oldest twins of Leia and Han Solo. Uh, is he the one that dies? Brothers. Yes. Wow. Uh, so he's no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's the one who turns to the dark side. Oh, and Anakin kills. dies. Oh, yes. Anakin Solo is the one who sacrifices himself to save a planet, or something like that. Anakin always dies. Anakin a, is a loser. Um, but so Jason, and it's spelled the same way: J A C E N. So it's 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 not a coincidence that J-Ken? they. I don't think it's a coincidence that they decide to name 
the son of presumably uh, Hera and Kanan. That's not confirmed, but in my mind it is because Jason has to be a Force user. Uh, Kanan was a Force user. Uh, he's going to be important. I think Ravi brought it up. Or that, he could uh, be a squib. He yeah, you can You could. <laughs> that would be cruel. That would I, just be so cool. You name a character after a very powerful force user. Um, I my I personally think Ravi brought it up. Uh, this is probably maybe one of Luke's first um, recruits. Yeah. The fact that Jason still turns to the dark side makes me think that perhaps he is like a Knight of Ren. That's, if we, that's if my we, personal. If we even projection. ever see the Knights of Ren at this point. Yeah. What the bloody hell. Like, like seriously, like, we, Christa, might, calm down. we might never see that. I'm still in my rent moment. I still think it's just it's a like fun a... nod. It's just a fun tip of the cap to the fans of this is an important name and <laughs> wait, wait. nobody. It, this is an important yeah. name, so he's a nobody. That's not that's not a, that's not a tip of a cap. That's a giant F U to you like well, F your I, don't, I, I don't think that's mapped out. I think he could be he could be anywhere exactly. from, he could be anywhere from Disney doesn't know what Snoke's, you know, secret F-U? apprentice to <sighs> The a best guy, pilot in the galaxy. Or, no, or to to a janitor at you know Space McDonald's. Like yeah, honestly, you could, you, go, you could go through the whole gamut. You would you'd be right, except you can't. Dave Filoni isn't his, his proven time and time and time again. Right. He's not that stupid. It's not Dave's call though. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not his to call. To name that character, it, Jason. It is, but it's not his call where that character goes. Plus, You're right. Plus, but Dave wouldn't have let them do that without a big I get you're saying, yeah, you're calling him Jason and all that. But they clearly say in the episode, they never say it's Kane and son. They say, we all know the father really well, which leads it to be anybody. Yeah, but which means then forget it's it's not, the father. The father <laughs> is not important. It doesn't. It could. Be, it, the father could be some janitor. They name the kid Jason. He's gonna be a powerful force user. I don't. If they want. If they don't For utilize sure. it, fine. I'm not saying that they they will or that they should. They'd be really, really freaking stupid not to. Okay, but That's how, all I'm how passionate? Like, are you spray tan passionate right now? No, because Damn. Disney is a bunch of corporate mother beep. And don't I'm yourself. done with them. You're right. It's too late now. I already did. <laughs> I think we have taken this as far as it can go. I'm not done. Uh, no, I'm done. He's done. He's ending it. Christian, would you like to do our Patreon bit? Yes. Please visit us at <laughs> www.patreon.com slash bad tacos. If you need me to spell that, I can't. <laughs> Just how it Go sounds. to school. Uh, um, we don't have much set up yet. Um, we're going to be, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, uh, introducing, putting a lot of, uh, hopefully all of our content up on there. Um, and and also, uh, you know, and if you, so if you want to leave us a donation, um, we're going to come out with some cool stuff for, you know, donation amounts um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, please definitely check us out. Um, also, check us out on our other channels, Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. If you just find bad tacos, you'll 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 find it. Okay. If if, real quick though, just a PSA: if you're walking down a street and you see a bad taco, that's not us. Yeah, and don't eat it. Don't don't eat it. Oh, just leave it. So fun fact: uh, we looked up the worst health ratings in Los Angeles for bad tacos. No, no, just like it for restaurants. Who's we? Uh, Me, Evelyn, uh, and Evelyn's friends, Lo and Floyd. Were you? Okay, you go. And no, because uh, Evelyn's friend Lo was telling us about this restaurant that had a C rating, 
and it only had a C rating. Like it had roaches pooping in the food and only had a C rating. And I was like, you can get a D and an F and that's only a C rating. So I was like, I was losing my mind at that point. So we looked up like which has the what has the lowest ratings. Uh, and they're all taco trucks with taco in them in the name. Oh my god. <laughs> we we're not a just for anyone listening, we don't make tacos. We're not a taco truck. <laughs> we make funny content. Yes. So we're not a bad taco in Los Angeles. Well, it, it, it's all subjective. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Wait, we're not done. Oh. Because Ravi. Yeah. Was it good? Was Star oh. Wars Rebels the finale? Finale and Star Wars Rebels in general good? Fuck yes. Krishna, was Star Wars Rebels good? Yes. <laughs> Arjuna, was uh, Rebels good? Yes. <laughs> Ooh, whoa. We, has we still haven't, this is our fourth episode of Was It Good? We still have yet to do a no. Well, I just want to point out, um, I just want to point out, we typically watch things that we like, so it's going to be kind of hard. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Krishna's crazy. Thank you for listening. You were listening to Krishna, Arjuna, and myself, Ravi. This was Was It Good? A Bad Tacos production. Oh.